Today's episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. What if comparing car insurance rates was as easy as putting on your favorite podcast? With Progressive, it is. Just visit the Progressive website to quote with all the coverages you want. You'll see Progressive's direct rate, then their tool will provide options from other companies so you can compare. All you need to do is choose the rate and coverage you like. Quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Comparison rates not available in all states or situations. Prices vary based on how you buy. Hey, Jake. Yes, sir. Did you know it is our anniversary month? How long have we been married? (laughs) No, the show. Oh. Yes. Yeah, I did know The that, show's actually. anniversary. We are turning six years old, and to celebrate that- We're going to first grade. We're <laughs> close. We're giving a discount on our Patreon. If you join the year-long subscription to the Patreon, you can get 15% off during the month of May. You can find out everything about our Patreon at patreon.com slash thecritshow, but all tiers for the month of May are 15% off when you sign up for the annual membership. Is that as exciting as first grade? You know, now that I'm kind of remembering back to first grade, that's far better than first grade. The Crit Show contains elements of horror, fantasy violence, and adult language. Content warnings can be found in the episode description. Before we get into this week's episode, I just wanted to take a moment to thank everyone who showed up for our subathon over at twitch.tv slash the crit show. Uh, and myself did in fact go to a haunted house just this last Friday night. We both had GoPros on us. I have got the footage. Uh, so once I am caught up on editing the show, I'm going to sit down and put together some video clips from our time inside of American Horror Plex in Louisville, Kentucky. Um, we do have to get those approved by that group before we release them, but we will share some of that on social media uh, and also probably on Twitch and in our Discord. So thank you again to everyone who showed up to make that possible. Uh, we had a we had a good time uh, despite the amount of adrenaline dumped into our system from going through that um, as only a group of two as opposed to the other groups, which seemed to be like four or five or more. Uh, and as always, you can find our video content over at twitch.tv slash the crit show or if it has expired you can find a number of our episode listen throughs and let's plays over at youtube.com slash the crit show uh, and if you subscribe you'll get a notification anytime we post something new there so i uh, hope you're all doing well and that your first couple days into october have been wonderful with that it's time to let the recap roll something has closed this door and well did it shut but at the bottom you can see that the door has been pulled back a little bit out of its track, the metal bent, leaving about maybe a four inch triangular section where there's space to get underneath. What's strong enough to pull this back but small enough to get through there? Very faintly from the other side of the security door, you can hear, help me. Oh shit, oh shit, what? Someone is is hurt and calling out for help beyond that security door. Who's there? Uh, There is no call for help still, but you can hear very labored breathing. Yeah, I start moving down this hall. In the far corner lays a man, his back propped against the wall. Hold up my med kit and like head in his direction. I'm shining my light 
around them trying to see the rest of this room. You adjust your light more squarely onto this man and you can see thin lines of this metallic thread stitched tightly around his neck. Help me. And as he says this again into the space, Megan, you get the sense that Kim is in the most danger because just above her, the ceiling has started to undulate and droop that quivers as it prepares to drop down onto her. Megan, you have noticed this metallic thread running from a corridor to your right behind this man, controlling his breath and his speech. And then you have noticed the ceiling start to undulate and begin to quiver as it starts to fall towards Kim. What are you doing? I'm yelling out. Oh, no, it's a trap. It's a trap. Kim, watch out. And I'm pointing up at the ceiling. Kim, what are you doing? So looking up, what do I see? It almost looks like a organic metal teardrop. It is very big and it is getting ready to drop upon you. Yeah, I'm trying to move out of the way. Yeah, roll act under fire. Hey, that's a four. So I'm going to give you another two hold rev to bump that up to a mixed success. So you're going to be able to get out from underneath this before it drops, but you're going to leave something behind. You're going to make a lot of noise while you do it, or you're going to have to step back into the darkness behind you that no one has really looked into yet. I mean, realistically, if Megan is shouting at me and there's a very spooky thing above me, I don't think there's a way that I'm not making a lot of noise as I'm backing away from this thing. How do you get out of the way? Honestly, I think it's just a very ungraceful scramble back towards Megan. Okay. Jake and Tass, you have just heard Megan yell that it is a trap, and you have heard Kim make quite a kerfuffle behind you. (laughs) What are you both doing? Whirling around to see what she's shrieking about. You whirl around and you see this big blob of fleshy yet metallic looking goo hit the ground and start to kind of roll towards Kim and Megan. Do I shoot it? I'm supposed to shoot that, right? Man, yeah, can I like assess this thing in any more detail? Does it seem to be moving with malice or does it seem like just kind of like a like a yucky natural phenomenon that just kind of slurped to the ground and is rolling away? I'm going to ask you to get a feeling and hold on to it. Keep it dear to you. <laughs> uh, is it fair to say that I'm currently going through a stressful situation? Yes. Okay, cool. Then I get plus one heart uh, from my field kit. We're stressed at the table right now. <laughs> Certainly. We're in it. Ooh, 10. All right, you get a hold too. He has all the feelings. Are they being honest? <laughs> <laughs> um, what do I notice about them that's important? So as I have described this, it, it's fleshy, it's metal, and you notice that it is moving along one of the silver threads on the ground. Um, you know, you don't see any real sensory things on it. So it's following along on this silver thread that's running on the ground that leads it towards Kim and Megan. Okay. Um, what are their intentions? Everything that it rolls over as it rolls past think of it kind of like the blob that everything it passes over that space on the floor is completely clean after it moves past so it seems like it wants to take in matter yeah it's kind of like a gelatinous cube i think it's just gonna eat whatever it comes across so i don't know if shooting it's gonna do any good but i don't think it's gonna do any harm uh it's following these little threads though so get off that path yeah looking is there a patch of ground that does not have a thread on it. Yeah, why don't you survey the scene? 
That's a nine. All right, you get to hold one. Could I help out, having like specifically pointed out the threads? Yeah, for sure. Cool. Uh, that's an eight. All right, so that bumps you up. You get to hold two. Nice. Thanks, Jake. You're welcome. Okay, so with a mind to trying to find a place that is not covered in threads, how can I get out of here? This room is is very dark and illuminated by this very dull green light, and I envision you kind of spinning around and really taking in the room fully for the first time. There's the ladder behind you that you came down, and then to your right and up ahead is a corridor that goes uh, to someplace you can't see, and then behind you is another corridor. The one going out to the right, you see a very thick one of these threads. Like, and it's kind of plumped up from the ground, um, and it's pulsating a little bit, feeding into the man that Jake and Tass had went to. And you don't see a similar thing in the corridor behind you. So either the corridor behind you or the ladder seem like the best options. Cool. Uh, for my second hold, is there something important I'm missing? As your light falls across this room and you're trying to figure out the best way out, there are different thicknesses of these threads woven into the wall and the floor and the ceilings. And it's it's a very small shift. But as this is moving towards you, you notice that it moves past one of the thicker threads that kind of branches off. And a very small amount of it breaks off and goes that other direction. And so it seems like the thicker the thread, the more of this mass it can hold. And as it gets to thinner areas, it has to break up before it can reconnect cool also gross uh yeah so i will i will shout that to everyone else either up the ladder or down that left hallway i don't think it can follow us there yeah go 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 and i'm gonna try to like maneuver between it and them and i want to see if i can start shooting at some of these threads to see if my gun will even do anything to them i just want like the idea of if i'm severing some of these maybe it can stop or at least slow its progress so your intent here really is to try and hamstring its movement, not damage it. Yeah, I think so. All right, give me an act under fire. Eight. So where were you trying to clear a path to? Like, where were you trying to clear these threads away from? I feel like where it dropped, the ladder is probably harder to get to, right? Like, we'd have to sort of get around it to get to the ladder. You and Jake, yes. Okay. Kim and Megan have kind of easy access to either that back corridor or the ladder. Then I think overall, if they have sort of 50-50 access and we're on the other side, I'm going to try to blast it so that we can get to the hallway. Okay. So yes, you are able to clear some of this away from the hallway. You blast the cannon into the ground and the floor here chars. And you see that these lines of organic material shrivel up. But as they do, the other lines in the room get thicker and plumper. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm just waiting for you to throw in a throb in this. No. Yes. But you have cleared the path to that back corridor. Come on, kids. Let's go. Yep. Booking it. Yeah. I'm just hopscotching over threads and trying to get to the corridor. Before I take off for that corridor, can I just like, can I confirm? I mean, I'm pretty sure this man is dead and a puppet, but like, am I 100% sure of that? Or do I need to take another look here just to be positive that we're not leaving a man to his doom? Yeah. I think that there's no role here. As you start moving towards the task, <laughs> the task. <laughs> I insist on being called the task from now on. Uh, as you start moving towards the path that Tass has created, you glance back over your shoulder and you see the silver, the same techno-organic material pushing out from underneath 
this man's shirt and you can see that his ribs are stripped clean oh. and it is starting to like raise him off of the ground. Oh yeah, fuck that. Yeah, <laughs> to the hallway. Yeah. So you all head into that hallway and the first thing you notice as you go down the hallway is that there is another one of those security doors and it is busted open. It leads into another large open room with a security door, again, directly across from the room, but this one is sealed and intact still. Inside of this room, the floor and the walls and the ceiling have very, very fine threads. You don't see any large masses of this techno-organic material, but there are the threads in here that it seems like it could come from other places to get here. Um, Thinking back... Does it seem possible that we might have missed any of these threads earlier in this facility? Yes. Mm. Okay. Is the damage on this busted door reminiscent of like what we saw upstairs? Like, does it seem like this creature could have caused all of these busted doors? So the first door you came across had that just small triangular corner ripped out. Yeah. If it was the same thing, it's much larger. It was a lot littler than. yeah. Yeah. Okay. And I think that if you had missed these threads in previous rooms, it's because the rooms that you encountered before were like sterilization rooms and the initial hallways that were all metal. Um, And you're now starting to get what seemed like more living quarters. So there's, you know, nicer tile floor, carpeting, probably not carpeting in a space station, but you get the idea. Mm, Just like home. Mm, Just like home. (laughs) Man, I don't know what that thing is, but it kind of seems like maybe it's caused all this havoc and it's growing as it goes great so it's just eaten enough to get that big i don't know is it like consuming metal as it goes is it metal it looks like mercury we finally found mercury found it i will say that the man that you went to examine with the exception of his head you notice that all of the he'd been at yeah all the fleshy parts are gone okay i think it eats man flesh (laughs) oh so megan and i are fine (laughs) yeah so why don't you guys go have a chat <laughs> with it? deal with it. <laughs> uh, I want to look at the closed security door. Does it look like we can maybe get through this one the same way we did the first one? Yeah, it looks exactly like all the others you've encountered so far. Uh, where's the Where's the patch? I run forward with it. Yeah, you run forward towards this door and it slides open. All right, get in, get in, get in. Yep, piling in. Yeah. As you all step through this door, it slams shut behind you and there is a red light filling this room and two... Figures with large rifles spin and point at you. Hey, what are you doing? What are you doing? What? Uh, All right. Hey, hey, I asked you first. No, you're right. Sorry. Panic response. You're like, you're alive. Yeah, are you? Yes. Silver thing. Bob, webs. Open your mouth. Ah. Ah. And he steps forward. And <laughs> <laughs> the only way we know if you're real is... If you can take damage on the soft palate, it's unfortunate because <laughs> it's, you'll be buried with honor. You don't, yeah, unfortunately, you don't really you don't come back. Survive, but, oh, this is a Salem witch situation. <laughs> <Yeah>. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, but he steps forward and he pulls a light from his vest and shines it inside of your mouth. And he moves down the row and does this to all of you. And he clicks it off and puts it away. How did you get in here? We followed like a voice that was calling out for help and then... When we got to it, it was somebody who was dead and being puppeted by this thing. It was the captain. It got the captain. From the look of most of this place, it got a lot of people. Yeah, it's got about half the station. Good Lord. Half? Where's the other half? Well, this is, it's a symmetrical station. It's the uh, same thing on one side as the other. Uh, it's got to be for the the centrifugal force that we use to, to create the gravity. So uh, 
what you pass through will seem familiar to you. Uh, but, well, this way, and he points back towards the corner of this room that has another of the security doors. For how long have you been dealing with this thing? About three months now. Jeez. Where did it come from? We don't know. We got an alarm that there was uh, something inside of the, the docking bay. We went to investigate it, and, man, it was it was ready for us. It was just a little thing. It got on to a couple of the workers and just ate right through all the skin and the organs and everything just left bones behind. We tried to lock up as best we could, but it tore through a good part of the station. Seems like the bigger it gets, the stronger it gets. Have you found anything that can hurt it yet? No, not really. We got folks up in the command center working on that right now, but it's uh, it's not been good mostly. It's just we got two points of egress into the places where it controls, and uh, we guard both of them. Yikes. Well, I, I mean, I know this sort of blast can at least sever some of those threads that it travels on, but I didn't get a good clean shot at the blob. Yeah, we kind of started shooting at the way that it travels. It seems like it just makes it so it can move more of itself through other, I don't know, veins or threads. Yeah, make it stronger in one spot, but with less place to go. Yeah. Yeah, okay. So what's kept it out of here? I don't know. Their working theory is that it spreads itself out. More room it takes up, the less strength it has. That makes sense because it's got to distribute that strength throughout all of the places it's at. It needs more food. Yeah. Well, okay. That's not exactly a weakness, but it's something we can work with. Hey, uh, what's your name, pal? Name's Riley. What is the point of this whole place, Riley? Well, that's more of a conversation, I think, for Carrington. She's the one in charge. What do they say? Above my pay grade to talk about why we're here. As he's answering this, I'm like looking them over, like, I know just at a glance, human, but, like, do I get any monstrous vibes from these people? You don't. Okay. Do they seem inclined to hurt us still at all? They don't. They are in uniform, uh, and the uniform matches the insignias that you saw out in the docking bay. But, no, they have lowered their weapons and seem to be open to conversation and taking you to talk to the people who are actually in charge. Okay. Yeah, if we could get a word with Carrington, that might be good. Maybe we can all figure out a strategy together to take this thing out or get everyone out of here at least. Yeah, sounds good. Now follow me. And uh, Riley leads you further into this room. And you do pretty quickly recognize that it's a mirror of the room that you encountered the creature in. There is a corridor that heads off to the left at the end of this room. And uh, there are some makeshift bunks set up in there. Uh, And then there's a ladder that goes up and they lead you up the ladder into a corridor that is is lit. On both ends, there are those locked security doors. Uh, And then about halfway down the hallway, there's a much larger security door on your left-hand side. Um, It's got some clear material on it so you can see inside. And as you pass by, there are these two large metal spheres spinning around each other. In this room, you can see that that silver metallic thread is everywhere. He nods at it as he walks by. That's the room that makes the gravity and everything. I don't know why it hasn't tried to fuck with it. It doesn't do anything to it. Just checks in. Maybe it wants or needs the gravity too? Yeah, maybe. Which also dictates a level of intelligence? Oh no, it's it's smart, whatever it is. That ploy it tried on you with the Captain Bowlegs. <laughs> Sorry. Is that a, like a family name? Or? <laughs> yeah, it's a big family. It's called the Crit Crew. <laughs> uh, but it's, uh, 
When it first set that trap out, it got quite a few of us. God, I'm so sorry. Yeah, well, come on down this way. And he leads you down to the end of the corridor, and it opens up into a square room. The far corner of it is a hallway that leads to another security door. Uh, and then there is a security door just to the left of you. Um, and he leads you straight ahead uh, into that corridor that opens up into a large room that has half a dozen people inside of it. And they all spin and, and look in your direction. Uh, at the front, you can see that there are large transparent walls that look out into space. And there are three women in particular who who turn from the group and start walking towards you. The one in the middle uh, has long white hair. Riley, what's the meaning of this? Oh, uh, they got on here somehow and made it through. And I don't know. They want to know what we do. And I didn't feel comfortable talking about that. And they're not infected. I, I checked them. All right, so what's your deal? It's <laughs> <laughs> a great question. I wish I could answer it. Uh, well, we were at the facility on the surface, and we noticed this up here, and it seemed odd, so we came to check in, and when we got here, things were pretty grisly, so we started looking to see what was going on and if anybody needed help, and now we're here. And apparently, yes. Well, yes, you're not wrong. And uh, the blonde-haired woman next to her speaks up. Yes, we've been stuck here for about three months. It's been uh, quite a mess. We have not been able to get this thing shaken from us. So remind me, because it's been it's been a minute. The storm seems to maybe be coming from this facility. Mm. Is that yes? Okay. Yep. And the storm first showed up three years ago. Has been locked into place three years ago. Has been locked into place three years ago, but they have only been dealing with this monster for three months. Yeah. Okay. Have you reached out for help with this situation at all? No, not yet. We have a strict protocol that any of the Strider bases, we are supposed to be self-sufficient. We are scattered throughout the galaxy. We do not call for help for aid for reinforcements until we have dealt with a situation that seems unmanageable by us for six months. As Riley said, he was uncomfortable answering this, but what exactly is the purpose of this facility? We we just, by sheer luck, spotted this up here. The blonde-haired woman who, who gave you the description of, um, you know, why they haven't called for help yet, she tilts her head. Where are you from? You have not heard of the Striders. No. I mean, we're we're from quite far away, so if this is on a relatively small galactic scale here, yeah, it would have escaped our notice. We are an intergalactic peacekeeping force. We keep eyes on things that uh, start to seem shady, seem to have problems, uh, areas of galaxies where crime has begun to run rampant or uh, testing to see if new civilizations are prepared to, to join in the Alliance. So you are keeping an eye on Hydarnes? Yes. Well, that makes sense. Uh, but you have never heard of us, but you're capable of space travel. Yeah, that's kind of new, though, for us. Oh. Just per personally. Interesting. I've been to space three times. Oh, I see. Are you, uh... So you are the, the leader of the group. You've been to space the most. Your civilization, mm -hmm. your society just gets space travel? Y yes, I am. Yes, I am. I see. I see. I look admiringly at Tass. <laughs> leader. <laughs> So, in keeping an eye on this place, is it more keeping an eye on the facility that, you know, makes all those monsters down there, or is it keeping an eye on people trying to do the crime and stuff to them? Yes, it's uh, more so trying to keep an eye on the people making purchases. 
Oh, okay. Because I was going to say, y'all clean mist. I understand why the situation. Like some pirates have been going down there and taking stuff. Like it's all, it's wild. Oh, that's not good. Yeah, well, I mean, you're a little indisposed. Yes, that is unfortunate. Y'all are also seemingly causing one hell of a storm down on the planet's surface. Is that something you're consciously doing? Oh, yes. It's the way that we disguise the ship. Um, it generates a storm. It's a storm type that is local to this planet. Uh, so as we move around the planet, we would not draw unnecessary attention uh, to the location of our station. I see. Can I ask why you're in this spot in particular? Well, this is where when everything shut down, we have not been able to move. We've just been stuck in synchronous orbit with the planet. Oh. Okay. Well, what needs to happen for that to change? We are not quite sure. Whatever this is, it's controlling some of our systems. I think we have to uh, get rid of whatever this life form is. It, it has very strong technical abilities. Whatever it gets into, it can control. And so uh, we have to, to get it out of the ship before we can take full control and resume our normal pattern. Now, wait, you said you've been stuck in place since everything shut down. Yes. Three years ago? No, three months ago. You've been in the same place for three years? No, three months. Oh, no. I think there is some substantial time dilation or something going on here. Because from the surface, this storm has been raging from the exact same spot for the last three years. And I think it's Riley behind you goes, oh, shit. That's probably what it's doing in the room that makes the gravity. It's... <gasps> Making a stronger gravity, making time pass slower for us. For us, it's been three months. You're telling us that outside of this station, it's been three years? Yep. How long oh. have we been here? Oh, no. Like a half hour? Uh, I can't there... do math. What is that? <laughs> Who's got a chalkboard? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, for you, about a half hour, but it seems like to the outside world, about six hours. Oh, no. Uh, do you have a, a radio, a, a means of outside communications that I could borrow really quick? Yes, but if time is working differently, if you send a message out, it's going to be, what, hours, days before we get a response? And it might sound really slow or yeah. fa fast. Well, the response start coming back immediately, but it's gonna be like this. The blonde-haired woman, her eyes get really big. That would explain... The strange messages we've been getting, if they are slowed so much, we need to take and compress them by, oh, God. Okay, I, I have to go. And she goes over to one of the panels and starts working. Okay, yeah, still, it might take a long time, but that's better than nothing, right? Uh, yeah, yes, yeah, please come over here. Uh, yeah, I go over and I take out the, uh, the note that Mari gave me to be able to communicate to her. Okay, what is everybody else doing? I want to, I think I'm talking to Riley, because he seemed to be tracking that that room that like the gravity room yeah um what does it take to get in there just two sets of key cards but one of them's got to be from uh, one of the folks in charge okay i think maybe a pretty critical thing besides taking that thing out is clearing its connection to all that because if we can clear that connection we might all you know sync back up right does that track oh hell i don't know oh boy well it's something so you want to open the doors I, not at this instant. Let's do a little planning, but yeah, I think okay. so. We've got a one way or another, whether it's find a way to kill that thing or at least get time back on our side. I'm going to turn to Carrington. Do you guys recall three months ago, to your perspective, a visit to the facility on the surface from a, a particular person named Nash? Oh, that's not really something that I uh, deal with. Addy, come here. 
he's he's got some questions about the way the facility runs or the laws that you enforce. And Addie comes over. Uh, well, what was the question? Do you recall a visit to the facility on the surface three months ago from an individual named Grigory Nash? And a ship called the Argonaut. I don't, but I suppose if we go check the records, it'd probably be in there. We can scan ships as they come through the atmosphere. All right. Yeah, let's let's do that. Let's confirm that. Yeah, and she takes you over to one of the other consoles and pulls it up. And yeah, it confirms the, the same Argonaut ship that came and went. And it was not at the um, station below for very long. And it was that same day that everything on this base started to break bad. I mean, I kind of want to address everybody in here who has a hand on this ball right now. Okay, yeah, this this aligns. This whole thing started when Nash was last here. So maybe he planted this creature to cause this exact problem to make sure that this storm kept raging where he wanted it to cover the thing he needed covered on the surface. Fuck. That sounds exactly correct. Where, okay, where are we in space? Is this like directly above? Like is the station, could it have its own circle and the, this thing is the thing? You know, the the, the creature, the, the transfer item to the little one below that's in the storm? Or am I just not... Is that just not it? I don't know. I mean, maybe because we we have not out of character. We have not yet figured out. We knew where the one that mattered was at the base of a crater that we think is the one being protected by the storm. Well, no, no. But this is not above that crater, right? We're on the edge of a storm being generated by this ship. Correct. Yeah. Okay. So the crater's on the very edge. This would not be above it. So no, unless once upon a time, this was directly above the crater when like the spell popped off, then this creature would have been in the right place, right time, maybe. But where where we are now, no. We are above and like offset from the circle that we know is important that we are suspect is in a crater on the surface. Okay. Okay. That at least answers that. I mean, we I, I'll ask. Like what what was the trajectory of this facility before it stopped? Like I want to know if I can get an idea of like what direction it did come in from. Is it possible that at some point it was directly over that crater? or that spot where we know this circle is. Uh, Yeah, she goes through some of the details, and and they have not moved since everything shut down. Uh, There has not been any drift. And, you know, she she shows you that the ship, while much smaller than the storm, does generate the effect that creates the entirety of the storm. The ship is not directly above the circle is correct. It is in the storm generated by the circle, Mm. um, but it is not directly below. Uh, So over with Megan, what message are you trying to send to this uh, to this number. Um, I'm trying to kind of fill Marion on the time difference and that there's this creature here. Um, and I think I'm asking, I, I'm going to ask the the person that brought me over here uh, what their name is. Soroka. Soroka. Right. Okay. I should have guessed by the accent. Yep. Have you tried any ways to damage this thing that you have found does not affect it, like at all? Oh, uh, that would be a question for Riley. He's the one who heads up our munitions. Is Riley still in this room? Yes. What have you done that has not affected it at all? So I can send this message out. Uh, I mean, everything is affected a little bit. We don't use projectiles, obviously, because space. Burning it leaves a lot of the, I don't know, the metallic material behind, but it kind of dehydrates it. And uh, that's mostly what we've been doing, just trying to clear paths. Like, I'll be, I'll be quite frank, right now it's just a game of keeping it out of the places it's not in. Okay, then yeah, I'm sending a message to Mari, and I'm saying... Uh, Creature up here affecting time. One hour equals 12 hours. Techno organic. Fire does not kill. Help question mark. Okay. Love you. Bye. (laughs) I want to ask Riley, have you guys tried 
gamma on this thing? No, we don't typically try to deal with much radiation because confined space and, you know, reusable water and everything, food. But no, but it could work. I don't know. What about freezing? Have you tried using like fire extinguishers or something? Yeah, uh, on our first encounter, some of the fire suppression systems went off. I'll, I'll be honest, I don't know how it did. We were kind of evacuating that room by the time it happened. Yeah, I'll look to Tass. I mean, as far as getting in there and trying to sever some of its ties to the gravity balls, like, <laughs> we could try the gamma gun. I mean, it, this thing seems pseudo-organic, and I know this affects organic matter, so maybe it'll do the trick. Yeah, maybe. I mean... Even this, like, energy blast at least burnt the threads a little bit away. I mean, it cleared them, but I don't know if it was more of a, like, you know, severing a spider web or if it actually, like, hurt it. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't, maybe we need, like, a like a peanut butter and your chocolate, chocolate and your peanut butter thing. Like, maybe we need both. Cross the streams. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I mean, if fire burnt away the organic part, but there was still this, like, metallic kind of technology aspect to it left behind, maybe we just add some tech to a organic killing gun fresh out of gear points with which to do so unfortunately <laughs> we do still have that uh emp that you made us yeah i'm still holding on to that and <laughs> take out this whole space station let's, <laughs> yeah, let's, just, let's throw that in the room with the gravity balls and it's like we're free falling we're... <laughs> crisis averted yeah. we just tell them trust us Set off this EMP when we tell you, and we're just waiting in the ship with the dock open. I mean, our ship is up here, so my workroom is available. We just have to go right back past Through. the monstrosity. Yeah. Okay, here's my thought. We got to test this. We've got to figure out what for sure will hurt this. So I think a couple of us need to go back out, try a few shots, try a few things, and see what we can do. This is just food for thought, though. We understand that if this thing splits up, it's technically, you know, weaker in a way. It's got these threads everywhere. So if bits of it are moving around all over the place, it might be easier to deal with if we figure out what can hurt it. We all work together. We open up everything we can open to try to goad it to as many places as possible. It's high risk, but it's very high reward if we have something that we know will hurt it, right? Yeah, unless it eats one of us and then it gets stronger. Yeah, that's why we have to be sure... We have something ready. Yeah, and also making sure that we have enough of whatever is a weakness to it. Yeah. Anyway, yes, that will all come when we figure out what we can, because if we only have one avenue of harming it, then we need to figure out how to sever enough to get the bulk of what's doing it in one spot. So one or the other, who's coming with me? I'll go. I got a sweet gun. Man, I really love the idea of like wrapping this EMP grenade in some meat and then letting it absorb it and then setting it off remotely while it's inside. Like a dog treat. Yeah, like hiding it <laughs> like hiding it in a piece of cheese. I love that. That's also how Tass takes his pills. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, like walls and stuff don't stop EMP. Like it's a magnetic pulse. So if you set that off in here, you're going to get like the life support that's keeping us alive and things like that. I wonder what the range is on this thing. Because if we go to the other side where... There is nobody. Then there is nobody to need life support over there. <laughs> I don't. I don't know. I mean, it's a it's a grenade, right? <laughs> yes. So it seems like it'd have like grenade range. So if all the systems are already like shut down over there, which they seem to be, yeah. Then yeah, that might be okay because it might not get as far as a like a live system that would then be shut down and like mess up everything it's connected to. Yeah, if you can figure out 
how far that thing goes. I mean, we got schematics of the ship to try to figure out where you could set it off where it wouldn't hit like an engine or... I just love all these discussions that we're having about setting off an EMP instead of a space vessel. And we're just like, have we mentioned that we're new to space travel? (laughs) Let's go blast some of those tendrils by the gravity balls. Like if nothing else, it will start to answer some questions for us about what can do what. It might make that thing aware if it can kind of like feel through these tendrils, but it hasn't been able to get through that door so far. So we'll have a little bit of time left, even if that's the case, I think. So let's go answer some questions. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, Yeah. Can we get Riley and one of the folks in charge who's got the other requisite card here? Yeah. Everybody, you talk about this idea out loud and everybody turns and looks to Carrington. We could let you in. I'm not exactly comfortable with leaving you with one of the uh, leader's badges, especially if you were to get eaten by this creature, give it that information. That's fine. I would appreciate an escort. Oh, we're not going out there with you. We'll open the door, let you in, and close it behind you. Yeah, okay. That's fine. Yeah, as long as you let us back in if we need it. Yes, of course, as long as you're not infected. Yeah. Yeah. Infected. You keep saying this. Infected by that thing? Yes. How can you tell? The same uh, thing that they did when you came in the other airlock. What were you looking for? Silver threads running down your throat. Gotcha. So has this creature been trying to trick you by killing people and then making them seem like they're up and walking around? And do you have to look in its mouth? Does the thread exist on its own separate from the creature? Yes, until it devours them from the inside. Then the threads eventually connect back or? That's our understanding. Shit, I didn't think about this thing completely separating and still existing. I think it's like uh, almost using them like a seed. They go into a room and uh, get devoured, and then it creates a, a spot of origin for it to connect to that room now. It spreads out from that organic material. It feels odd to call uh, my old crewmates organic material, but it then connects to other threads once it can find them. So if someone has been infected... What do you do? Do you just leave them back out there? We haven't yet found anybody who's been infected before they were already taken over one of the rooms. Gotcha. So checking the mouth thing is more of just a precaution. Yeah. The idea now is just put you back out. I don't think anybody wants to shoot anybody, but it's kind of like a, I don't know if you're all familiar with zombie movies, but if it's in you, it's in you. And I guess it's your call if you want to be put back out in the room or shot. You can let me know before you go through the door. Jesus. I mean, if we're connected to this thing, I assume we're not alive anyway. Oh, I don't know. I haven't been. What all weapons are we taking with us now? What are we trying? What are we narrowing it down to? If it's organic, the gamma gun will mess it up. I have my cannon. It's energy. So, I mean, I don't think it's going to specialize in anything, but we know it at least severs the thread so it can hurt it to a degree. I just don't know if it's the degree that'll put it down. Yeah, I have a plasma pistol, and mechanically it doesn't have any special tags that might differentiate it from just standard damage. Okay, I have, like I said, this EMP grenade, but that will affect things that are inorganic, but it's kind of a one-time use. So maybe hold on to that for now until we are able to pick a place that's safe to use it and know that we need it. Otherwise, I just got this big wrench, so I guess we can see how melee weapons affect it. Oh, that's true. I could also try to slice it into smaller and smaller cubes uh, with my garrote, but I don't know how effective that will be. <laughs> okay. I, I feel like I'm the only one who needs to go into this room because like we've seen Tass's 
you yes, you know we can hurt it. We know what your gun's going to do to it. So there's nothing to puzzle out there, right? Yeah, right. And if if Kim's gun doesn't do anything special and we can't use Megan's thing without killing all of us in that room. Like we couldn't we couldn't test the EMP grenade. So there's no point in doing that, but I've I also have a knife. So if we're testing melee damage and organic damage, I'm the only one who necessarily needs to go in there and risk exposure. Yeah, and I will say you all know mechanically that inflict harm on a mixed success, you will take damage back. I mean, this thing is going to touch you. On a full success, you don't take harm back necessarily. You do take stress, but it might be kind of a act under fire to see whether it touches you back as you are striking out at it with a, a melee weapon. Okay, so may- we're maybe testing melee damage. Yeah. Okay, so then still mechanically, though, it doesn't seem like both Kim's gun and Tass's gun need to go in. Like, either one of those will answer the same question because they do the same general type of damage. Yeah, what are your tags, Tass? For harm, mid-range, recharge. Yeah, so I guess for the purposes of this, a plasma pistol and a blast cannon are doing kind of the same kind of damage. Yeah, yours is just a much smaller version of his. And that would make sense. I'm a much smaller version of Tass. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so then two of us could go in this room, learn everything we can safely learn right now, and then hopefully survive it and exit the room. The other two can stay safely on the other side, though, in case anything does go terribly wrong. Or be there to shoot us if we get infected. Yeah, well, that's included in, in case things go terribly wrong. Yeah, yeah I know that uh, the one with the blue hair said she wanted to cross that bridge when we got there, but do either of you have a preference? You get infected, you want to be left in or you want to be shot? I would like to be left in because I love to believe somewhere in my heart of hearts that I could figure out a way out of this. <laughs> you know what? You keep that hope alive. <laughs> he, he gives you a punch on the shoulder. Uh, same, because if you live long enough, you see yourself become the villain or something. Oh, that's not good. Yeah. Like, and I can't wait. I can't wait to become the, the blob monster. <laughs> All right. So Tass and Jake going in. Looks yep. like it. Okay. Do we have like a video feed or something that we can watch here of the boys? There's a porthole. We can peek yeah. through the, the porthole and see. Yeah, yeah, you'll be able to see our fucking bloody infected hands slam up against the glass <laughs> and then slide down. Great. I can't wait. It's very genre savvy. Uh, I kneel down and grab Kim and lift her up so she can see through the <laughs> <laughs> But I'm like, okay, pay attention. You're going to have to describe everything that's happening because I can't see anything. <laughs> Hell yeah. So... Carrington and Riley walk the two of you down uh, to this door with Kim and Megan following. When they open this door, what is your approach into this room? Like, are you sneaking in? Are you like tromping in and just starting blasting? What is your plan once you're through the door? I would say trying to, like Kim did in the room with the monster, trying to spot like a where can we step in here gingerly and not be in the threads and have like our corner here from which we try to take our shots and from which we try to fall back if necessary. I think that there's no role for this. Just even glancing through the porthole into this room, it is the densest in this room that you have seen out of any of the rooms. And it originates like in multiple locations. There are thick veins of it in a lot of places. Like It seems like it wants to be able to get to this room very quickly if it has to. Okay, Jake, so... We don't have a lot of room in here, so should I understand that you need to shoot first, and then I shoot at it to see what that does after we see what your gamma does? Yeah, that seems to be the case. Okay. I mean, 
it's possible that you could shoot it and then I could gamma it afterwards and that would also do something new or additional. But we at least already know what happens to it if you shoot it first. Yeah. So we'd be kind of creating a whole new line of puzzling if I shoot first. All right. And I give him a solid nod. I'm following your lead. Okay. So is it not possible to shoot from like when the door is open to shoot in? Uh, We have to go in. Yeah, you have the impression they're not willing to leave the doors open any longer than it would take for you to step through. But there's nowhere in here we can go that we are safe from touching threads. Why don't you survey the scene? I'd love to. I kind of gave you the thread-filled room for free, but let's let's scrutinize it a little more. Uh, 13. All right, you get a hold two. I think I'm going to start with, is there something important that I'm missing? So as I said before, this is the most concentration of these threads that you have seen. It seems like this might be its nexus, its hub. And I think the thing that you might be missing is that if this is the location that it keeps a bulk of its mass because this room is important to it, but you don't see the mass in the room, it might be on the outside of the hull. Okay, what can help me? From what you've seen of this so far... You know, it has a certain amount of mass that it can break up and move to various locations. And it seems like it has a lot of mass stored near here to protect this area. Um, So if you could draw it away to other locations to kill it, you might be able to cause enough of a stir to make it think this room doesn't need protected since no one has gone into it yet. If you go into this room, it might move all of its mass here to protect it from now on. All right. I am second-guessing this idea because it does feel through its little tendrils. It feels through these threads. It knows what's going on, and it's got so many of them in here that we know it considers this very important. So if we go in here and kick up a fuss, it might, like, lock this shit down. Like, it might all come in here, and this is a very fragile area that is keeping us... If this goes out, I think something catastrophic probably happens. So we might be better off staying away from here and getting its attention in multiple other places to then draw its mass out of this room. One of you guys already had that idea, I think, but I don't remember who it was. I feel like one of you guys already pitched that notion. Uh, I mean, I did talk about splitting its attention. Yeah. Then that. Then you are correct. Mea culpa. And maybe not even splitting its attention, just if you're going to run tests, you might not want to run tests in in the the place you ultimately want to make an assault because it's going to move there. Yeah. Um, Also... I think this thing can get outside, and it's giving me real Gollum on the outside of the Eye of Horus vibes. I want to look at Riley and Carrington. Have any tragedies befallen any of your crew members in the last three relative months, Just or like just before that? In the last three months, yeah. You listen to the story we've been telling okay, you. Okay, sorry, sorry, last... sorry. Right, like right before that, like right before this thing showed up and started doing its dark deeds. Oh, no. Okay, well, probably not a poltergeist controlling a Gollum then. Seems like we should backtrack and find another little spot that's further out something that might have a little more concentration and same thing just not here yes i i still think this experiment is worthwhile but yeah somewhere other than the heart of things yeah i also want to test what it's like to be able to hit it with something from further away so maybe if we go to a room that isn't as concentrated but has a little more of these threads i don't love the idea of like separating its attention, especially when we don't know what can hurt it if we're limited in what we have. But getting its focus to a different location is probably going to be our best bet, yeah. Well, how far do we want to go away? Do we want to go all the way to the opposite side of this station through a bunch of infected, blasted grounds? Or do we want to go through this door, 
and I'll point to the one that's like at the other end of this hallway from where we came from, which to my understanding is infected on the other side. That's correct. So that's not super far away, but it's not right here because, you know, obviously the further away we get, the more of this we just have to make our way safely past in the first place and in the second place after we shoot at it. Yeah, I don't feel great about getting like really deep into enemy territory here. Okay, so where is a spot that's big enough that if we need it, we can huck that EMP? Like, does, is that super far away from all the meat and potatoes of running this place? Uh, Megan, I think that having examined the blueprints, um, you know, a lot of this, obviously, because it is a space station, is three-dimensional. Um, you know, they've got a couple ladders that go up, a couple that go down. All these spaces are pretty tight together. Your EMP covers about 75 feet. Really, the only place that you could stand that wouldn't hit the Gravitron, the whatever. The, uh, the gra- I've called it the gravity yeah. balls. The like gravity a dozen balls. Times. The gravity balls. <laughs> stick with it. Would be right inside of the docking bay. Where our ship lives? Correct. Cool. That sounds bad for our ship. <laughs> and... Also, the force field that's keeping space out of the of the docking bay. Okay, so I'm looking over the, the blueprints. There's literally not a safe place to set off this bomb in this entire place unless we create a safe place, unless we somehow use the materials that we're able to get a hold of here to make a room essentially like a Faraday cage and contain the pulse as it goes off. Otherwise, our ship's gone. The force field is gone. That's like, keeping us alive in here or the whole damn ship falls out of the sky either way if we want to build something we have to get all the way back through to the ship anyway which is its own huge gamble and we're gonna have to probably deal with this thing one way or another on the trip so emp i think is probably just out of the cards at least on our test run here if we can get some shots in get its attention get it moving away from the gravity balls and and see what we can do at least learn something about it then we'll have a plan of which way. Do we come back here and and report and take action, or do we keep going towards the ship where you might be able to cook something up? Does that sound agreeable? Yeah, I would rather narrow down our options of what we have available to us before we use something that's a one-use shot anyway. So, like, how big is our ship? The, just the, the question I really have is, how many people are here, and how many of them can jam into our ship if necessary? <laughs> That's a great question. I think that you could get everybody inside of it uncomfortably. Like okay. it's, a, it, I mean, it is a four-door sedan that yeah. has transformed <laughs> so comfortably six. <laughs> sure. This is about to become an ad for the, <laughs> the Mini Cooper. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. you could fit people in like the trunk if you needed to. Yeah, and that's like the med bay. Yeah, you could, okay. you could strap someone into the bed at the med bay. Strap we could clown car it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. 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 Just keeping that in mind. Um, can I use my one of my scientist moves here? Uh, yeah. The, when when you're stuck on a problem you can't solve, roll plus head. For sure. Because yeah, I mean, it, it feels like we are very like we're like we can't use this EMP grenade. So I'm, I just want to see if I can find any insight into or can we? Yeah. Fucking boxcars. Nice. Uh, so on a 10 plus, the speaker must answer one question to help you. Well, that's the only, that's that, all that happens on the a 10 end. plus. And it just a question of your choosing. I, when you're stuck on a problem you can't solve, roll plus head. On a 10 plus, the speaker must answer one question to help you. On a mixed success, they give you a hint. On a miss, your problems get worse. Yeah. Ask away. Ask, think so carefully about what you ask him. These are <laughs> and genie rules. Much like a djinn. <laughs> be very careful how you word <laughs> your question (laughs) 
I don't know. <laughs> I don't know which. Qu- I don't know what question to ask. Nobody help him. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I I ask people for help all the time I when I have this move. Complete silence while Jake contemplates his question. <laughs> all right. Uh, what is the most safe and viable way to utilize this EMP grenade? So, if you want to use this EMP grenade in a way that it will not be entirely dangerous for the ship um you know it is it is not an enormous space there's a lot of overlapping areas you know megan got the idea that really the only place that you could use it would be inside of the docking bay that being said this is a space station clearly they have space suits this is an advanced world where space travel is the norm and EMPs can occur naturally in space, so the emergency gear for a spacefaring society would probably either be able to survive an EMP or at least boot back up fairly quickly after being exposed to one. So with one of these suits on, someone could use the EMP in the docking bay, get sucked out into space, let the EMP pulse move past them, and then kick the life support system on, and hopefully do it all before being pulled into Hydarnes' atmosphere. The Crit Show is a Crit Show Studios production, edited and produced by Brandon Wentz with music by Jake Purley. You can find more information about us at thecritshowpodcast.com. To keep up to date with upcoming live shows, contests, and other special events, follow us at The Crit Show on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. For even more weekly content, join us at patreon.com slash thecritshow. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. Meet Pia Casely, a journalist with a nose for a good story. Do you know who the last person to interview Julie Capsum was? Me. Meet Brenda Bentley, a dogged detective with a case she can't let go. Nobody came closer than I did, and that's why I was kicked off the force. Together, they solve the cold cases no one else can. That's when things got weird. And we haven't even gotten to the torso yet. If they don't kill each other first, that is. Well, you've got another thing coming. You know, I think it's you've got another thing coming. Or perhaps there's something else between them. Well, if the feeling's mutual, call it a mutual feeling. Arden. A podcast about crime, romance, and everything else. Season 1 and 2 now available. Brought to you by Wayface Industries. The good people.